Last time on Pantscast. Is it is it safe to come out? Things. So- nebulous content. Nebulous <laughs> content. Now with half the thought of our usual content. Um, is any of this ringing a bell? Hello, McFly. Hello, McFly. No, no. Oh Jesus. We're just about out of roots down here. Ginger or Marianne? Ginger. Marianne. Marianne. I'll, I'll go Ginger. You're going to go Ginger, right? Well, <laughs> at least, so of the three of us, I, I'm a Marianne gal, or gal, guy. Of, what's it called when you diddle a dead person? Um, what is this, some sort of true prime podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your lower Spoilers. jaw, ma'am? I, I forgot to touch it when they pulled out of the ground. So, um, hey, Joe. Yes. It's not your turn yet. Oh. But soon. I'll come back to sleep. Very, very soon. (laughs) Don Wills is dead. And now, questions are welcome in the show feedback thread on our Discord server. Go to gleepsgaming.fun and click on the link. We thank you for your support. There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an experience we call Pantscast. And we are back! Yes, chicken potpourri and sweet drumstick thumbsticks. Someone pinch me. Could it be heaven? Now comes in original and extra crispies. That's right, I am talking about the KF console, gentlemen. PC performance for TV gaming plus the chicken chamber. You guys uh, you guys remember the chickening? I, I posted the video in the chat earlier today. I have not had a chance to watch that one yet. I was shocked. I didn't know what to think about it. That's 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 good. That's good. That that is the perfect response. Um, that video came out in 2016. Um, we were still doing the verse cast, and it had a profound impact upon yours truly. That's me, and, and it caused our friend Ace Azamine to question a great many things about his life, uh, about himself, about those guys with ships, and uh, of course about chicken. So, um, Sorian, uh, you will you will enjoy it. It's um, it's weird. <clears throat> now, I hope someone has put a copy of that video into a time capsule and popped it out into space. Uh, because when the Type 3 beings finally arrive, Type 3 civilization beings, when they arrive, um, that video is going to explain a lot about what's left, what they find here. Kentucky Fried Movie 5D, Tesseract's Gone Wild. That's right. No release date, no pricing, but hey, PC Master Race, yeah. What if all you need exchange for overstuffed couch comfort is a few pixels? Plus nuggets! You can't forget that. So, I don't know. I need multiple... It has ray tracing support. Yes, yes. And uh, and I need multiple monitors so I can monitor all my YouTube rabbit holes and horn pub desensitations and... All the while continuing to farm my Rupu gizzards, I suppose one could keep his or her Rupu gizzards warm in the chicken chamber, but that might void a warranty. 
I don't know. All stunts performed upon a closed course by professional drivers. Your results may vary. Uh, so, I, guys, I am conflicted by this one. Um, probably the biggest question I have is where the game's at. Um, my hope is that the console will come out of the bucket, <laughs> get it out of the bucket, uh, with some native apps for Steam and Epic, etc. Because I think it's just a PC architecture, right? It looks like it, yeah. Or some sort of interface that you can access the um, uh, the console through your local network and uh, uh, manage installs and uninstalls and, and what have you uh, that way. Um, I'm guessing that they want they want to partner with somebody um, that will um, you know because they don't want to just sell the excuse me they don't want to just want to sell the unit they also probably want a taste <laughs> a taste a taste of excuse me hiccups uh, chicken hiccups uh, chiccups <laughs> uh, of any sales that go through the console, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, it's Cooler Master is, I think, who's manufacturing it for them. Um, and I've got a, you know, some Cooler Master. All my keyboards are Cooler Master gear, so um, I, and I, I, I like them. So I guess they're okay, you know, as far as as quality. I don't. Know, a lot, of, a lot of unanswered questions. Um, uh, what do you guys think? Um, are you, I mean, beyond the immediate cool of it's got a chicken chamber? Um, do you see any reason to consider picking one of these up? No. I guess if you don't have a desktop already, um, you know, maybe this is a way to get that RTX card you've been wanting because they're all out of stock that, that there's one in there. So, hmm. There's a ray okay. tracing card at least. Okay. So you could crack it open and put it in your PC. Yeah, maybe do that. So would you. If you had this this unit, you you would not play it on your television. You would play it on a, one of your PC monitors. Um, I think it, I think I'd have to play it on the television and maybe get one of those um, those sofas with the toilet seat hole in the middle. <laughs> <And then> you... <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. I think it's obligatory. Yeah, I was talking in the last show about. Um, uh, uh, been spending a lot of time hanging with the missus uh, in our um, in our TV room, in our TV watching room, um, and uh, we've got you know fat um, overstuffed furniture in there, and uh, I like it. You know, it's you can't you can't do PC gaming. You know, you know in full recline um, because you've got your, your mouse and your keyboard to worry about. But you know, if you're if whatever you're playing can be played with a controller, I highly recommend the um, the lazy the lazy um, uh, turbo recline thing. So it's uh, it's um, it's it's good. It's it, it's what's for dinner. Um, Joe, do you no? You're here. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't even like if this showed up on your front porch. You'd call. You'd call a porch pirate to come steal it, right? I don't know. I'm reading about it right now, and uh, it's not really a console. It's really a. It's a. It's a custom-built PC, is what it sounds like. Yeah, um, the cook's chicken. <laughs> I just don't see how that isn't gonna that isn't gonna like you know um, uh, end up in a you know a, a slip and fall of some sort at, at some point. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know grease and electronics. I just don't. Yeah. But, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe it actually, maybe it actually isn't um, going to be used as that. Well, I, you know, you wouldn't. They wouldn't. 
that would be dumb if they were advertising the chicken chamber and then didn't deliver a chicken chamber, but it may come with, you know, like a special bag you have to put it in or something. But I guess part of the deal is you want the smell of the chicken, too, to sort of round out the experience, you know, the, the potpourri angle. I mean, it's a weird pivot. You know, it really is. And, and it's like, and we were talking on, on the last show about uh, 2020 and, and uh, you know, sort of the, the dearth of, uh, of uh, excitements, uh, at least as far as uh, gaming goes. And because uh, didn't that, didn't that, that was announced in December. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I was like, I just, I just, I got a belly laugh out of it when I saw, when I first saw that. I'm, and I was asking people, I think I went into the chat and was saying, please, can somebody confirm, is this real? Is this real? Because this is just too cool. And if it's a troll, then I, I'm going to be extremely upset. Um, but if it is real, then you know what? There is there is a reason to uh, keep on living. So um, if, if not to own one, to uh, be there at launch when, <laughs> when the, the first uh, grease fire starts. <laughs> but so, all right, well, um, I, uh, you know, like it's, it's the criteria for whether or not I will um, uh consider seriously consider getting one uh would be uh the games you know if if i can if i can port over a bunch of my if i can install steam on it and play you know games in my gray list um that uh otherwise would never see the light of day um then sure uh, you know that's 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 uh in its favor um it will matter how it performs so you know i'm not going to um I'm not going to uh, uh, buy it and then find out, you know, buy <clears throat> pre-order it and find out that it, it, it performs like uh, like balls. Um, and the price, um, if it's uh, if it's too, I, I, it's got some selling points over the Xbox and the PS5. Um, can I, and are the are the stats this, uh, similar or is the is the PS5 more powerful? I didn't really look too close at the specifications. I was just surprised that it, it claimed to support ray tracing, which is interesting in and of itself. Well, doesn't the PS5 uh, support ray tracing? It does, yeah, and the Xbox does as well. Right, right, okay. Mm, I'm having dinner now. Mm. Um, not chicken, but similar. Um, okay, well, um, if the price is reasonable, you know, I'm going to be paying attention, which I think these days is um, is saying something. Uh, but before we run any further afoul, get it? Foul chicken. Hmm. Need like a like a drum roll sort of thing. We can slide in. Mm-hmm. I need a I do I need a soundboard. Yeah. That was a really bad idea, putting that piece of food in my mouth. I'm going to put the rest of this over here so that I don't do that anymore. All right. Um, <clears throat> teriyaki, my favorite. I am Gleep. He is Sorian. Venice is not here. Other, other, he is Evil Joe. And this is Chicken and Wafflers. Yes, our second 2021 Pants Cast offering. Packed in its own juice. <laughs> So last time, uh, Joe shared with us uh, some information about uh, the stuff that he is working on. Uh, he's got, you know, got some projects on the fire. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's great when you you know you have ideas and you um, and you work on them and um, you work toward you work towards creating the stuff that you want to experience yourself. Um, 
of course, you know, not all of us can can code the game that we want to play, but we can, um, you know, maybe create uh, a community where uh, the games that we want to play, um, uh, where people who share common interests for those games can come and gather and, uh, you know, post uh, post uh, rumors or um, uh, information about what's upcoming, what uh, what didn't get delivered, um, um, ask what it is they think that um, Ortwin is doing with all the money. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, different, different. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was um, that was very good, and um, um, Joe is going to come back in the future and uh, uh, share with us as uh, as things progress. So this week it is Sorian's turn. Um, there have been some discussions uh, in our Discord, um, ideas that you've been working on. So um, so let's uh, let's discuss. Uh, but but first, are you secretly developing for the KF console? If you were, could I? I can't. I can't talk about that. Just cluck twice for yes and scratch once for no. I, my RTX won't like cluck through. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I tried. <laughs> Confirmed. Oh, you, it's cluck proof. That's awesome. All right. Okay. So uh, then, uh, Sorian, uh, uh, please, uh, uh, if you can, share, share with us uh, what it is that you're uh, working on, uh, what you're... Um, what your uh, uh, hopes are for um, how it will develop, and um, also what it is that we can do to assist you um, in any way, um, if not at this point, then maybe in the future, um, what uh, what might be useful for you in uh, furthering these things. So, uh, the um, the drumstick is yours. The talking drumstick. <laughs> like the the best version of the conch from lord of the flies that i can think of <laughs> passing around a drumstick <laughs> that's right <laughs> so the um the core concept is sort of based on like the the second sort of aliens movie where it's more about the the marines and like a group of people sort of fighting aliens that at least have some experience with killing as opposed to like in the first movie they're more um it's just a, it's a group of like engineers and science officers just getting slaughtered by this one alien. Right. Um, I'm thinking something more along the lines of the second movie where they, you know, they, they kind of have a chance, but they really don't know what they're up against. I'm looking to recreate that, um, that era of like sci-fi horror movie, um, but sort of in a video game. And I'm hoping to, to focus on like the narrative experience there and creating the kind of rising tension that you get out of a movie as opposed to just throwing lots of enemies to the players and hoping that that's a interesting experience, which I think is what most um, horror games do at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, was Ridley in the second movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And who's going to be doing the performance cap for that? <laughs> we'll have to see who we can get um you know if we can get sigourney i'd, I'd love to meet her um that seems very unlikely so you mean jelly's gonna be doing it <laughs> yeah yeah no, <laughs> or or me doing my best um you know female impression we'll see yeah yeah it's probably i mean if you can get jelly to do it i i think that uh, that's that's your best bet all around for all kinds of yeah. reasons <laughs> mm-hmm. no, i i'm inclined to agree with you yes. on that 
So, um, uh, and um, uh, so, w- at what stage are, are you right now? And um, uh, is this going? How is this going to? Um, well, actually, just go ahead and continue. I I don't want to interrupt your flow at this point. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of focusing on the the horror narrative aspect of it. I'm also I really want this to be an enjoyable like co-op experience. So I want people to have fun together. I'm I'm gonna try really hard not to have a hard player cap that's very low because that's the problem that we run into in a lot of games is that are only like four player or whatever. I'm gonna try to um, sort of dynamically accommodate for you know a, a difficulty curve that can change with the number of people you have maybe. Mm-hmm. along those lines or, or maybe you've got limited resources or something like that there's something other than just the hard cap um we'll see how that goes you know maybe I'll, I'll run into the same reason that everyone else limits their game to a specific number of players and i'll i'll, I'll go back on this and go you know i, I was that was dumb and naive and young to, to say such things. <laughs> and now i understand why sea of thieves is sea of thieves <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, um so is 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 it going? Are you going to? Um, uh, you know, it's been forever since uh, I, I remember vividly seeing the first one in the theater and soiling myself. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a scary movie guy. Um, I don't remember much about the second one. I'm sure I saw it because there just wasn't a whole lot of things to do back in those days. Uh, but um, can you refresh me kind of on the? Um, not saying that, that you're going to be following the script uh, exactly, but can you refresh mm-hmm. me or, or refresh us on uh, what the environment is going to be like? Mostly a lot of, um, you know, tight corridors, a lot of, um, you know, blinking lights and, and darkness and mist and all that kind of stuff. And as the typically, I think in most of the Aliens movies, as stuff goes on, the environment tends to get a little more damaged, whether it's a a reactor going off it's in the case of the first one or actually i think it's also a reactor going off in the second one anyway um you you start to see like there's more like steam coming off of like pipes and there's you know flashing emergency lights and just a lot of like visual stimulus that's making it hard to tell where stuff's coming from you know mm-hmm. things coming out of vents things coming out of the floor things so it's trying to find it, ways to get you so this is going to be on on a spaceship yeah, I think it'll be a mix of, um, you know, spaceships, uh, space station, mostly stuff like that. Maybe some, what, maybe some planetary colonies where it's it's very dangerous to be outside. Because you know what what came to my mind when you were talking about you know working on expanding the player cap was the situation with Warframe, where you are able to call down, um, you're able to play with people who are in orbit um uh while you're um on the ground or you're able to like you know call in reinforcements or i forget exactly how that works but um so potentially something like that then uh, where you would have either uh, you would be able to play with people across uh different ships or maybe from ship to surface or maybe even from planet to planet i hadn't really considered that um but i suppose it's an option if if other things don't pan out I think um, another viable option is just limiting the amount of ammo you have. So if you have more people, but if you can only find so much ammo and you got to pass that around to everybody, um, you know, suddenly having so much more firepower doesn't matter quite so much. 
or or if people get picked off a little quicker because there are mm -hmm. so many people um you know someone steps a little too far away from the party that that's always the first person to die in our movies and it'll probably be the right. first people to die in this game I'm, i intend on adding behaviors like that where um you know putting your face up to the egg or <laughs> going off it alone it's gonna get you killed never put the red uniform on <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay well that's 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 a, a good way to uh, to segregate uh, uh, to to uh, thin the herd um, um, and um, uh, oh shoot I, I had it it was gone um, please continue yep um, let's see oh another thing that I really want to do and and this is the probably the most iffy out of all of this is I, I really want to do um, VR support uh, the graphical level of fidelity will not be as good in the VR version, but it will be, um, you know, mostly shared assets, ideally. But I'll be turning down a lot of that stuff for the VR. Um, in my testing so far, I've already had to disable all sorts of stuff. That, but it's only disabled on VR, so the desktop version can still handle it. But my, my goal is to have it so that VR and desktop players are playing the same game in multiplayer together um mm -hmm. you know, to kind of like you know grow the vr community with the desktop player base you know maybe they they get a little jealous and they want to join in on that side of the party but either way you're giving um you know vr people more people to play with which is something that i i definitely want you know it's a it's a relatively small community compared to the overall pc gaming community Right, and was it, there was a game that you shared in chat not too long ago, I'd say within the last month, where it was kind of like that Monster Hunter game where you have one person that plays as um, the monster that or the, the, the strongest character, and then you have a, a, a group of people that are on a team to combat it. And if I'm remembering correctly, the monster was playing in VR, and the folks fighting him were playing on flat screen, is that correct? Yeah, I think it was like a it was like a one player versus five or one player versus four, um, and they're like the the VR players just like a head and hands, and they're like trying to smash the the desktop players, and the desktop players are doing all sorts of like you know like backflips and double jumps and picking up um, cool items like rocket launchers and stuff to to throw at the um, the big monster and hit him in the face. I think it was. It's called uh, Devigo. It looked very cool. Yeah, but that, that's that's not out yet, huh? Not or we don't. We're still watching. I think it's on my Steam list, but I'm not going to open that right now because then I'll just get distracted. I think you have to apply for access or something. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm sure that you're keeping track of that. So if, if that becomes available, absolutely, I, I'd love to participate in that. Um, on on either I honestly side. wonder. I feel like it wouldn't take me that long to replicate a game like that. It's not a super complicated concept. Not to diss what they're doing, I'm sure it's going to be really fun. But yeah, and and that, that's you know, and so that's a good question too. Is are you seeing um, this project as being um, uh, the priority to uh, fidelity or the priority to um, uh, fun? I mean, so I, and that's not to say that you can't have both, but uh, just with the idea of um, is it you know are the uh, are you going to go with graphics that are a little, a little more simplified, or are you going to try to 
because um, uh, what you're describing to me sounds like it would be a game that would that would uh, support you know people having a variety of really cool weapons you know um, and uh, so uh, I know uh, uh, folks like Joe uh, they demand uh, that that uh, all of their weapons be uh, you know authentic in uh, right down to the serial numbers so is that a level of detail you want to support or do you, are you going to kind of pull back a little bit and um, uh, you know, see how that part goes. Just you know, make make sure that the uh, the gameplay works first. I think I'm mostly focusing on gameplay. Um, I mean, I definitely want things to look good, and the the artistic tools that I have experienced with at this point, I think I've mostly focused on creating things in a a very realistic way. Um, I'll, I'll kind of have to develop a style over time, and we'll see which way that leans. For the most part, I want it to be at least immersive and realistic enough that you are pulled into the theme um, mm-hmm. and, and no really like no more than that is, is all I really care about. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, perfectly photorealistic, but if it's, if it's reacting, you know, to light and stuff, the way you would sort of expect whatever you're looking at do and it's, it, and it looks pretty and terrifying. I think that's, that's more than good enough. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as like realism and weapons and stuff, n- no. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I want you to like, particularly in the VR version, you're, you're going to be loading and unloading clips, and I want you to be scared about how much ammo you have left. But mm-hmm. it, it is a fun before um, realism sort of thing. So like a giant minigun like in Deep Rock, or a giant flamethrower totally on the table. Like, that's... I want that over-the-top, like... Oh, okay. I want you to okay. feel like a badass against impossible odds kind of thing. Right. So it's going to it's gonna be a 1,000 better than the BFG 9,000. It's going to be a BFG 10,000. Maybe not something quite so, so overpowered. <laughs> not so over-the-top. <laughs> no. No. Uh. Uh, I, I still remember the first time that um, I, I found the BFG 9000 in the face that, um, you know, my Blaskowitz made, you know, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> hello, <laughs> I'm, hi, my name's BJ, I'm so glad to meet you, <laughs> we, we're going to be great friends. Um, yeah, I want uh, you to feel like the weaponry that you have is just good enough for the insane stuff that you're killing. Okay. Okay. Despite and, how great it is. Um, and so then, uh, so your release, release, and that's with you know with Richard's fingers, uh, release strategy: Star Citizen or Elite Dangerous? Elite Dangerous, for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're, so you're envisioning like a a a fully playable module to begin with, um, and then iterate upon that. Yeah, I think this is going to require a lot of player testing, and um, and I think the only viable way to do that is going to be to give it to people and let them play around with it. Is it? It's going to be all mm-hmm. about the um, the experience that people get out of it, and that's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of balancing between the um, you know the way the weapons feel, the way that um, you know the, the plentifulness of resources, and I want a lot of that stuff to be. Um, dynamic so that I can kind of mm-hmm. have that that rising tension over time that I mentioned before where I I kind of want your experience in a given section 
the match, like the curve on a graph you would expect to see of like tension and relief out of a movie. And I'm mm -hmm. going to have some processes running in the background that I'm I'm going to do my damn just to tweak the knob that I'll have access to to make that happen um, from session to session. Now I want you to to feel those things very viscerally. So is is there going to be um, procedural generation such that even at a um, uh, an early stage, um, if you've got a uh, a chunk that is um, like Elite Dangerous, it's playable. It's not it's not um, you know release one but it is playable. It's you know it's say you know beta beta one. Um, Will it include procedural generation such that you can keep playing the same thing over and over again and have different experience? Kind of like um, a Remnant, uh, where you're able to um, to do the same. Um, and Joe, that's another another low footprint uh, game that uh, uh, is low footprint with a big stomp, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, because um, I think that would because what I what I keep going back to in my mind as you're describing this is um, uh, Minecraft, and I know I know that's not what you're doing, but you know just sort of the extraordinary story of Minecraft and how it started, where um, uh, it was just he, Notch was giving the game to friends to play, and there wasn't a, really a whole lot to do, uh, but it was novel enough at that point that people kept wanting to play it. Um, and then as he added more functionality and as, you know, eventually, you know, the, it became Mojang and, and uh, uh, <clears throat> Dinnerbone came in and they, uh, they added the stuff, people would, were still involved and they became freshly involved each time, but they were still building upon, or they could be if they chose to, be building upon previous um, accomplishments, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, although maybe, you know, maybe that's not... Maybe the accomplishments, if you're measuring that in stuff, maybe that's not the best way to go at it, but that it still um, is attractive and makes you want to play it, even if you just played it yesterday, I'll play it again today. It's still the same map, basically, but something completely different could happen today. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely my goal. Um, I think I may choose to focus on the the stuff that happens in the map being procedurally generated and then mm -hmm. move on to procedurally generating the map itself. Um, I think the the first version of it that is like very public, that like anyone can come in and can play, will definitely have procedurally generated map. Um, the first version that my friends see might not have procedurally generated map just mm -hmm. yet. Okay. Um, it, it all depends on like what what I can slap together in a, in a prototype and, and get feedback on um, as quickly as possible. I think that's going to be very important. Yeah, um, uh, fail fast. Um, yes. Uh, um, and are, uh, so I don't know if this is something you've decided yet or something you even want to talk about yet, but is it going to be... Um, uh, uh, are, are, are the bad guys always going to be... Uh, uh, Xenomorphs. I mean, or something like you know, is they're going to be like a consistent, you know. I'm, I'm also my mind keeps going to uh, Starship Troopers. You know, where it's the those bugs. You know, it's like so. Um, can it have that consistency of every time I log in, some part of the map gets procedurally generated, or 
Um, the location of the bugs is uh, procedurally or is, is random or makes sense relative to um, uh, uh, a um, an over uh, a story arc that you know go, goes across um, multiple um, versions of not versions but multiple episodes of of the game. You, you know, if you choose mm-hmm. to re- release episodically. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, spitballing here, but does any of that make sense? I think so, yeah. Um, I don't think I want to go quite as hard on having um, like one kind of alien and one kind of enemy. I like the idea that there could be a little more variety there. Um, there's a really interesting aliens book that was written called uh, Bug Hunt, where they got a, a bunch of huge fans of the alien series, and they just kind of let them write a bunch of short stories and they they did some xenomorphs like classic xenomorph stuff in there but they also included a lot of other kinds of aliens that they kind of added to that universe mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. you know no matter what they were killing they called them bugs even though they didn't look anything like bug but the colonial marines would call them that <clears throat> right right I, right I like that concept of like you know um you know same shit different planet same shit different you know alien you're fighting I like these. I like these people who are, are just being thrown into situations where, like, this is going to be fucked up and it's going to be completely different. And the universe is this big place that um, it's right. just impossible to predict. So, um, I think I'd so like to have more variety in the in the enemy types. So, so uh, you're going to it's you know there's going to be consistency you know of tactics. You'll bring your your tactics from a, a previous encounter. Um, you'll have that base to build upon, but the same thing that works on planet A may not work on planet B as well, or um, I suppose at all. I mean, um, which brings up a good question. Uh, what happens, what, what, what do you envision when you... Give, give us your death of a spaceman. <laughs> in, in 50, 50 words or less. <laughs> death of a spaceman. So what happens when, you, when your character expires? Yes, correct. Um, I've, I've thought about potential consequences. It's in my mind, kind of tough to do something like that in a game where you, at least the way I'm envisioning it now for the sake of cost, running it like a, a peer to peer sort of matchmaking kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want someone to lose like permanent character, um, because someone else was, was hacking and that's just not something that I might. I may not always be able to keep up with that kind of thing. Um, it'd be very unfortunate for one bad session to ruin someone's experience with the whole game. Sure, but sure. I don't know if I really have an option to go too hard on that. Um, I have thought about something along the lines of like, what if your characters, um, you know, get cloned as a part of their service, maybe in the military, and each time they die, that like adds to their debt. That could be kind of a fun thing, kind of like um, what was that game? The one where you're cutting up spaceships. Um. Oh. Um. He. It came out. Hard, it came out. Yeah. Hard space shipbreaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I never played that, but I know that a lot of people really liked it. Um. Uh. Well, I guess maybe maybe what I'm I'm at trying to ask is so in. Deep Rock, when you die, you're out for the round. Um, 
when you, once you're once you're dead dead um, well gotcha. no I guess I, I guess I guess not so you actually you can't still be rescued um, but you're 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 incapacitated until somebody can come uh, 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 heal you um, mm. and and uh, and it's it, you know it's never happened yet but um, uh, we've managed to, that we would have managed to uh, total party kill uh, by one person after another wading into an enormous pile of enemies to try to revive somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, I, I'm because I'm guessing you because it is co-op. You don't you don't want uh, the penalty for a party member. I mean, a, for them dying or or. Uh, dying in a reasonable way, I would say. You know, like if, if they're you know they're well grouped and they're participating in the squad or however that group is is um, is categorized, um, they they die. Um, maybe you know they respawn closer um, to uh, the group than somebody who, like you were describing earlier, um, pulls a, a total noob boner and just wanders out an airlock and uh, dies before the first shot is fired. Uh, maybe they have to, you know, catch another shuttle or... So where you would have the social pressure, it's like, you know, Buddha, why did you do that? You know, why, now we're going to have to wait five minutes for you to get back. Um, as opposed to if, um, if um, you know, handsome or somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing uh, dies in combat, you know, it's like, okay... Guys, give me give me fifteen or give me thirty seconds, and I'll be back. And they can you can you know sort of uh, uh, retcon in a way that um, that some reinforcements can uh, be added back into the situation without it uh, um, you know destroying your version. I actually, make- um, yeah, I think I understand the question now a little better. Um, I have an idea that I think you're really going to like for this one. Oh, so, good. And- Something that's fun that always seems to happen in the Aliens movies that I'm sure I can find some way to reason about, regardless of what kind of, um, you know, sort of creature it is, is they, they tend to try to capture people alive. So if, if you're mm. farther from the group um, and people can't get to you before something grabs you and pulls you into a vent, um, maybe they have to go rescue you in the worst part of the, this facility where all the eggs are. You know, hypothetically speaking, if we were talking about those kinds of aliens, right? Um, or maybe they're taking you to, to their babies to get eaten, or some, some mm. equally horrible fate. And if they don't save you before whatever that is that happens, then you're you're actually done. Um, but you know, if you if you went down right next to the group, as long as people have time to res you, and they don't have to leave you behind, because you know, I think it's an, you could make that interaction, you know, take a few seconds for the sake of balance. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're you're doing what you ought to be, you're much less likely to be, you know, caught alive and dragged off somewhere to meet a truly horrible fate. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I I do like that, and I you because know, I think that also another thing that we've run into in Deep Rock is uh, you know sort of the opposite of the Buddha airlock example, uh, which that should be like a thing in textbooks and stuff. The Buddha airlock example. Um, is when you have somebody who runs off way ahead of the group and they have no problems at all. They don't get into trouble. But the rest of the group who is, you know, still, you know, maintaining um, their squad integrity, uh, they come under heavy fire and end up 
uh, trapped and unable to move. Um, then you have a person that's still alive but by themselves who is the missing the missing piece, you know. So, um, uh, I, you know, and I don't know if that would change anything, but it just it seems like that would be a different contingency that perhaps you could play with to make things more interesting um, uh, in in the replayability, you know. Uh, yeah, I hadn't considered um, someone who runs off alone actually doing better than the rest of the group, but it's definitely it's if it's possible, you know, we see that happen in our friend group. Hey, have you met my um, friend Zampier? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes really well until it doesn't, and then we have to go across the entire map to go pick him up. Right, right, right. Or, or uh, worse, you know, when when exfil time comes, and uh, you know, somebody's like saying, "Wow, I got a lot of room here. I wonder where all those other guys went." <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all down there picking our dwarf noses, going, "I, you know, I really thought it would end different than this, uh, but I should should have known." Should have known. <laughs> now we were about twenty feet from the exit. You could have just, you could have just grabbed us. Yeah, you know, things could have happened. Other things could have happened. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, and uh, so and like, so so peer to peer. So this is going to be a thing that uh, people could um, uh, uh, play with with a with a set of friends. Um, uh, on, on the reg, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, not like a private game, but uh, like the example is um, uh, Pizza and I were talking the other day and he was telling me that uh, he set up a, um, uh, um, gosh, what's it, uh, Astroneer, an Astroneer server um, at home and uh, he has a regular group of family members who are spread out, you know, uh, around the area or across the country and so that's their family server, and they have like a, a night that they get together and they play plays with his dad and his brother and his sister and his brother-in-law, and they, um, <clears throat> they, but they have their astroneer world that they're working on. Is that, um, and you know, it it persists over time. Is that going to be a, a feature too, or at that point, are we really talking about a different type of game altogether? At that point, I think you're talking about a, a dedicated server, whereas this is going to be something more along the lines of, of like Deep Rock or or Warframe, where I am, I'm essentially taking like the the old school like deathmatch, looking through a lobby list, and mm -hmm. I, I intend to dress that up where you like, you know, you're clicking on something and, and something that looks like a star map, maybe, um, and it, it's really behind the scenes. It's just like a a, a nice little matchmaking you know set of code that just finds other people who also clicked on the that same button and um you know ideally make use of uh, some kind of friend system or maybe a password lock i haven't tried out features like that yet it's just right now it's literally just like the the list of matches you could join um and not even any details on them okay um, but I've, okay i've gotten the matchmaking system working to the point where you can you can join other people and, and be in the same place. So I've proven it out that far, at least. Okay, uh, you, uh, like because uh, I think of Elite Dangerous, and you can you can have a private server essentially. That um, um, I think it resides on. Does it? Re does, do there? Because they're peer to peer, right? Uh, yeah. And so, if I have a private server or a private world, then I have to be logged in for you to play in my 
in my world, kind of like, or my universe, kind of like, um, I guess, uh, kind of like we always sort of hope that uh, uh, No Man's Sky would work out. Uh, and by work out, I mean actually work. Um, I don't believe uh, so. I believe Elite Dangerous is set up in such a way that um, basically when you join up as a party, you you now can see each other in multiplayer because you are doing like a a shared like peer-to-peer or maybe a, a listen server instead of clients you know by from your computer um kind of thing but you don't have your own unique copy of the world you're still connected to the same the same background simulation the same um economy and all that stuff is still there you, you just, just have a different view other, yeah, yeah you don't see other players Whereas okay. The, um, okay. I don't know how Elite Dangerous handles the the mainstream sort of mode where you just see everybody all the time. Maybe it's the same kind of thing, but it's just you know dynamically joining with other people. It could be that, or it could be dedicated servers. I'm not really sure. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, okay. Um, is there uh, what can we do to help, or is there anything at this point? Um, I'm going to need some help with. Uh, just testing the basic concept of the game, I guess. Like, at some point soon, I'll probably want to test the matchmaking system with people that aren't running on my computer. That would be good. Okay. Um, as VR support comes along, having people who have um, other VR systems so I can kind of gauge, like, are the controllers matching up with the hands in kind of the same way across multiple mm. different controllers? That's going to be something mm. that's tough. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I, yeah, for sure. Um, let me know. Um, uh, I, I think you and I actually have the same VR. So, um, no, do you, you, no, you have the index visor, right? Yeah, I have index. Okay. Okay. So, um, um, that's, although I have, um, I still have a, a quest, uh, which I can, I can run through. Well, no, I guess that only works for, um, uh, for Facebook games, huh? Uh, for, uh, I know they're not uh, for for Oculus games uh, that you I don't can know. use. I thought you could use with this with the link cable to Steam too. Oh, can you? Oh, okay. Um, um, I I've never done that, um, but uh, certainly you know be willing to give it a try if uh, if that would be helpful. Um, and uh, uh, oh, I, probably the most important thing: uh, can you kill Vendus? Yes, I think friendly fire is going to be an important element of this. Especially, um, you know, trying to balance out, like, having a lot of people in a narrow corridor, being mm -hmm. able to accidentally shoot your friend, I think is a, an important element. Um, I know you haven't played Alien Swarm, but when we were playing that as a group, especially as a, as a top-down game, it's very easy to accidentally kill your friends. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping to bring about some of that even though you'll be able to you know look up and down and, and avoid that a little easier um okay maybe, maybe some bullet ricochet or some some unintended consequences a la like shooting explosives or maybe you know shooting some critical parts of the environment that's something i'm going to want to play with too is um you know bullets penetrate stuff and uh that can have really dire consequences in a space station Yes. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Hunt for Red October. Some things in this room don't respond well to bullets. Yeah. There's going to be. I, I want to try some of that. Um, it may be that just overcomplicates stuff to the point that it's not. It's not interesting, and you're always too afraid to shoot stuff. 
So maybe uh-huh. it won't be fun. We'll see. Right, yeah, because you have to be have a clear shot and shoot the um, uh, the enemy in a part of their body that you know the bullet is not going to go all the way through. You know, because I mean, you, thinking back to the original Alien, uh, Alien, 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 yeah, um, you know when they when they're trying to remove the face hugger from uh, 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 Jonathan Price and uh, uh, they they cut it like right above the knuckle and like. The acid comes out and it's like going, you know, all the way through the, through the decks, you know, um, that yeah. was some ten. That was some tension right there, you know. I mean, because because you know you think about it, you know, like uh, uh, maybe a repair mechanic, you know, so kind of a um, uh, something like if you do blow one of these things up, um, maybe they have some sort of an internal gland that secretes. Um, uh, an acid that could damage the environment, uh, so you have to be careful not to um, completely uh, obliterate them. That if uh, if they um, if they if they take enough damage to put them down, and the, none of the damage, you know, it like has opened up this area of their anatomy, then perhaps you can cauterize it uh, such that the uh, the acid don't come out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but I, I, I think it's think... a great idea. Um, Remnant had a lot of enemies like that where you you could shoot the weak spot and it would hurt them more, but there were some really horrible unintended consequences, like the the beehive head guy and the bees come out of his head if you shoot him in the head. That's oh rough. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, because I I think that you know in the in the latest patch to um, to Deep Rock, I, I think that the uh, the repair mechanic. Um, uh, I think it, it's fun. I mean, I mean, it's not you know like oh, I want to do repair. I mean, but it's it was a, enough different that uh, it was interesting. Um, at least through you know the 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 few playthroughs I've done, um, and uh, I mean, it didn't feel stupid. It didn't feel strapped on and stupid. Um, but uh, it also um, uh, you know uh, it worked. You know, so it's just you know it didn't feel. Um, it didn't feel bad, I guess. So anyway, um, words are getting hard. It's getting late here. Um, yeah. um, so Joe, Joe, uh, you promised you were going to um, uh, tell Sorry and all the things he's doing wrong. That's what I want to hear. There needs to be more Vendus death. No, I mean, uh, I've been <laughs> kind of just listening along and, and, and nodding my head a lot to this. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong, per se. I'm I'm happy you can kill Vendus. I hope it's not just friendly fire though. I mean, it's got to be some other way of you know dispatching him. In, in yeah, maybe way. you could you could let him get caught by the aliens and let them let them to have, you know whatever they closing want. the bulkhead door and sealing it. You know, like and, and and saying like I had to do it, man. You know, to save the team. Even yeah, that's though that's right. That's right. That is a mechanic you know, that I absolutely will be including is uh, the ability to seal doors and stuff. And you know, maybe some enemies can bash them down. Some enemies can can unseal them with their own sort of tools. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe you could have like a thing like um, combining several of these things we've talked about, uh, Joe. And um, uh, uh, you could uh, have a Vendus uh, uh, mission where uh, it ends up like, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, the Doctor. Oh the, no! The, it, no. In thinking. the first in, in the first expanse, uh, what was the Doctor's name? Shep. Oh. Shep. Shep, yeah, Shep. the medic, yeah. The medic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Shed. That was, 
shed. shed? It was shed. It was shed. It was something. It was. It was. It was. It was familiar sounding, but um, uh, slightly different. Uh, but anyway, just the idea of um, of uh, sitting sitting there minding your own business, and then someone shoots a railgun from the other side of the galaxy, and all of a sudden your head's missing, and all the and, and the room got all floaty. <laughs> that was a great scene. I know. I whenever I think of Vendus, I think of head missing floaty room. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That could be a fun thing having to like patch holes as the the air leaks out. I, Ooh. What about I gravity? Just, Would... Yeah, or just progressing thing like from one section of the ship to another having to like make repairs and stuff. That that kind of stuff or or even yeah. just repair a section again because you have to, you know, survive for so long. Um Yeah, how are you going to do gravity? Are you going to do the uh the fakey gravity or like since we mentioned the expanse you know sort of the you only have gravity air quotes when you're under thrust i'm i'm thinking fake gravity just because um I, i've played with adding that to unreal and i did it but um man it's a it's a real pain in the ass to not have down be a consistent direction man it's rough <laughs> it's really horrible mm-hmm yeah, and it, and it sounds like you know, with, with an emphasis of um, of fun over um, uh, absolute simulation, you know, that that's one that you can easily slide over to the uh, to the fun side and just let let it take care of itself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I could see making gravity fun too. Like, it could be interesting to have sections where you have to go out into space, and that could be its own you know sort of thing that you have to deal with and then overcome and still make it interesting. Um, but it's it's just a, a, a time to implement versus how much fun it would actually be kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, or if if the party all go into a um, uh, a particular chamber, a large chamber, um, the doors lock behind them, and um, uh, all of a sudden uh, the gravity gets turned off. If, if you can handle the group as as a single unit. Uh, would that make it easier and and more uh, practical to uh, implement? No, because the the physics tend to be applied um, globally. Uh, what I did, but um, everybody's going to be in the in that one. So you would be able to apply it to everybody at, at once. You would you could you know sort of cheat and and apply it to the entire game as long as everybody's in that room and they're not and they can't get out of that room until they're able to reestablish gravity it's a zonal thing isn't it an unreal only in the old unreal, unreal yeah, was zonal mm, not really um the gravity in, in unreal at least in unreal engine 4 is defined as a a global variable um for the map that you're uh, in, interesting basically. it's like a world setting um so what i did is i turned off that world setting I tried a, uh, prototyping this out at one point. I should preface this with that. Um, I turned off that global setting, and then I set up a bunch of volume triggers. So when you stepped into a particular volume, it would apply you know, a certain level of gravity to that thing, or no gravity, depending on you know what I wanted. Um, and then I could change basically what down meant. Um, and as far as like physics goes, it's... It's not too bad. I guess it's kind of when you when you start getting into gameplay coding and stuff where you need to think about what down is, then it gets a little more complicated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so w- would you be able to have, um, is it complicated to add a situation kind of like there is in Destiny um, where, um, you know, you're able through equipment be able to, you know, jump, have enhanced jump um, or, uh, you know, depending upon how you uh, spec out your character. I mean, I'm just really enjoying uh, being able to levitate in uh, control. Um, it, it really, it changes combat, at least for me, dramatically. I mean, and, you know, how you think about how you want to position yourself within a, a room and um, how you want to, the order you, you want to attack particular enemies. Um, uh, but then I, you know, I, I thought, well, yeah, that's that, that's swell, and that's a single-player game. So um, that's probably not yeah. a, <clears throat> a fair comparison. But um, uh, I know that we when we've played Destiny, you know, it's like I, I always have, you know, the, the even though they're like five levels below my character, you know, I always have the jumpy boots because I, I like to go, wee, wee, you know, <laughs> you know, and float between islands in the sky. Um, so, um, yeah, stuff like that requires a little extra um, coding in terms of the networked movement, like character mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely doable. It's just uh, you're you're taking a deep dive into some stuff that's a little more nitty gritty and and definitely requires some some more advanced C plus plus knowledge, which technically I have. So mm-hmm. you know it's not out of the question. But the the same thing would be said of like like doing a, a vault or a double jump or any of that kind of stuff would involve I think some changes to the to the networked um, character movement so long as you wanted it to work like very you know consistently and smoothly as a yeah. part of one character movement sort of cohesive system but um, I mean there's there's tutorials for that kind of stuff um, and if I think it fits I definitely will want to try it I've thought yeah. about um, adding some like I think especially in VR um, some of that movement is super fun like I was playing that game uh, Stride recently, where you—it's basically like a, a parkour game, where you can kind of like pull yourself up over ledges. You're, you know, running and jumping and like wall running, and it's there's just so much fun and so um, so frenetic. Mm-hmm. Doing something mm-hmm. like that could be an awful lot of fun. Or uh, you know, they always have the the mechanic of like blocking bullets with your your sci-fi sword thing. That's something mm-hmm. that would be fun, too, if it, if it could be justified in the fiction. Um, pew, 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 Yeah, with, like, and the sparks come off the sword and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't end up fitting the game, then it, then it won't be added, and maybe it'll make it into some other project at some point. But, um, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not, like, vehemently opposed to trying stuff. Yeah, and also, and you're one guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, um... You know, I mean, it's like we can just like keep throwing stuff at you. And by we, I mean me. Um, uh, saying, you know, and can I have this? And can I have this? And you know, can I? You know, I need the machine that goes bing. And also, I want a a, a space bulldozer so that when my girlfriend dies, I can push her body out into the uh, cosmos. Um, and then you just need to see. You need to be quiet now. I'm not going to do that because otherwise, uh, it's never going to get done. So, and we want it to be done so we can play it. So there. <laughs> <laughs>
did I did any of that come out loud? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've reached that point where the the conversations on the inside and the outside have all just sort of meshed together. <laughs> um, it's definitely a case of um, I, I want to put in, like you mentioned earlier, all the the stuff that's really important to the core gameplay first, and um, you know maybe there'll be some experimentation along the way, but just stuff that I can try really quickly. Um, Nothing that's going to take a ton of time away from the, the core goals and the, the core sort of project so that this can be done at some point and I can either decide to invest more time in it because people like it or move on with my life and um, not make uh, a one-legged baby, as the oatmeal likes to call it. I, I love that analogy. <laughs> yeah, that's... You know, sad. ever heard the saying, uh, kill your darlings? No, no. There's a there's a point in a project where you you do have to like move on and either call it done in a success or like call it done in a failure. And the the more time you invest into something, um, the more depressing it's going to be if that thing turned out being really terrible. So mm. the quicker, yeah, the, the less right. time you invest for the more success, like the better you're going to feel about it. Um, so if you if you put out a bunch of this is stealing directly from the oatmeal but if you put a bunch of like little chick ideas like baby chick ideas if you ran them all over with a lawnmower um you'd be a lot less sad than if that was one whole baby you know making <laughs> babies I, I, are a lot more important th yeah 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 uh, uh, take yes. a lot more time i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes i agree <laughs> yes and that's, that's the proper answer <laughs> Um, the the really terrible thing that he talked about was uh, if you have a giant one-legged baby, which is the concept of having an idea that stands on one giant pillar, except mm -hmm. maybe maybe you've misjudged how much people actually like that one pillar. Mm -hmm. But you spend mm -hmm. but you know it's a baby, so you spend a ton of time making it. Um, that a a, a one-legged giant baby is also, you know, maybe an even worse idea if you don't get it out there, you know, as soon as you can, um, to make sure people actually enjoy the baby. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, it's, and I, and I think it, you know, it's easy to do that, to make that mistake. Cause I know, um, a long, long time ago when I first started uh, college, I was an art major and, um, you would, you would get, get, uh, you would fall in love with something you were working on and not be able to let it go, even though you know improving it anymore had had was a project beyond your ability, you know. And so you could just beat your head up against it for for the entire semester and end up with a piece of crap, or you could bail out, learn when to bail out and move on and do something different, um, understanding better your limitations. And uh, and then in the end be more successful. So um, uh, yeah, I think that's you, you. got a good head on your shoulders. You'll uh, you'll uh, you're not going to get stuck. Um, uh, you know, uh, selling uh, selling uh, J, yeah. JPEGs uh, for. Um, uh, I guess part of big part of the reason. Get your xenomorphs. Get your xenomorph JPEGs. <laughs> yeah, but if you're at the point where you don't even have to release a game and you can just sell non-existing digital assets, I mean, like that's. That's a level of success in its own way. I mean, and it's highly sleazy, but I mean, it's success. <laughs> I think now is the time that we plan not to be highly sleazy. 
Yeah. Let's not rule it out, though. No, I, I don't want to take anyone's money for as long as possible. Yeah, I, it's um, I, 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 I think that's smart. I think that's smart because then you you don't want to end up in situations where you ha- where you have to compromise, which which is what you were just describing. So, I'm just yeah. repeating myself now. I'm repeating you. If, I'm repeating you. Repeating anything. myself. <laughs> it's um, Inception. If anything, I, I think I'd like to set up like a maybe a Patreon would be a more fitting sort of thing. Whereas, like, I, mm. I'm gonna, I'll give whoever wants to, to test the game, just you know, have it, help me out. Um, but if you if you want to monetarily support it, make that a separate thing from you know having access. I, I think that's an ideal model where I I want people who are very happy with the thing give money, not people who don't know if they like it yet or you know whatever sure sure yeah i think that's that's smart i mean i because i know that people people want to support you and then like uh, we talked about before like with this podcast back when it was versecast we used to get people that would occasionally say hey i really want to give you money and you know we would uh it was it was not easy to tell people no thank you um they they tended to get their feelings hurt like you know what my money's not good enough it's like no it's like that's not why we're here and we don't want to we don't want to create in out of that model because then we're not doing it the way that we um, would naturally do it. Um, and that's how we're advertising ourselves is by being ourselves as much as we possibly can. So, um, yeah. you know, the longer you can hold off taking money from somebody else who, you know, immediately becomes, you know, interested at that level then you're having to think about, um, uh, you know, how is this going to, um, how is this going to affect, uh, you know, your, your customer base. Um, and then you, you just end up going down, um, you know, uh, the evil Joe sleazy alley, alley of, um, game development, which is, yeah. um, it's not good. It's not good. I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like directly telling people like, look, if you, you give me like a dollar a month or whatever uh you are funding development you know you're not you're not paying for a game you're funding me doing stuff maybe making youtube videos out of it showing you the process along the way and you know you get to play the thing as well as opposed to paying for a game or pulling for advantages in the game but uh but like you said um i i want to prolong um not doing that as long as possible until it, it yeah. makes sense to yeah yeah and, and i think you should because you you have good ideas and you have skills um you know so uh, why would you why would you limit yourself um unless you had to you know so that's uh that's that's all good thinking as far as i can tell um uh, joe did you have been, or sorry do you have anything else right now or um we're at an, an hour five now so i'm thinking might be time to start wrapping things up i think that's that's pretty much all I have for, for right now. Okay, and I'm, I'm starting to think in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, so, um, you know, that's a, that's a sign of something. You don't speak Spanish? I, I understand. I understand bits and pieces. of My grandparents spoke, both spoke Spanish, but uh, they've been gone for a long time, so I don't. <clears throat> my mother, it's odd. My mother was the youngest of five children. She learned to speak from her older brothers and sisters who all had, you know, gone to school and... You know, so they they spoke English to my mother, so she never really 
picked up uh, on conversational Spanish, uh, though she was able to communicate with uh, people in Spanish, but it just took a while, and I got none of that. Uh, basically, basically, all I got was the uh, the desire for homemade tortillas. So uh, I took it in high school. That's the only reason I know anything. Yeah, I, I can't. I got. I got to use it. I use it or lose it. I mean, it's like it's just. It's just gone. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know. Well, That's Joe, sad. any other feedback? Uh, yeah, a lot. But uh, you know, we're kind of short on time. But I, I think the one question I have is, and maybe you already answered this, and I apologize if you did, but. Is there gonna be any like kind of character progression? Because I was thinking like that's the whole purpose of maybe doing like an eight-player mission. Maybe you can pull off something, or you can pull off a mission and complete alternate objectives to get certain skills, or you know like harvest some type of organ or something from from an alien to be able to manufacture a better weapon or get a skill or etc. That's one thing that I, I have no idea what that looks like yet, and I'm, I'm very open to ideas. Um, I am thinking like, you know, making money over time, or, or maybe getting your character out of debt, or unlocking new weapons. Those are all kind of stuff that I've, I've thought about a little bit, but I don't really have any solid ideas there at the moment. Hmm. Mm. Fair. Fair, no All right, well... Uh, let's go ahead and call it there. That we'll certainly we will we will pick up on this again uh, next time. Uh, maybe not to go into it as in depth, but just you know, sort of a hey, you know, anything changed since uh, since last time uh, with what you're working on? Um, have you have your your needs uh, of the community uh, changed at all? Um, you know, uh, stuff like that. So, but until then, I am still Gleep. He is still Sorian. Uh, Vendus is still not here. Other, he is still evil. He's still Joe. He's still evil Joe. And this has been Chicken and Wafflers. Yes, brought to you by the fine folks over at the Pantscast Family Show's a wholly owned subsidiary of Geep Geeps. Jesus. Gleeps Gaming Network TM. <laughs> Podcasting by the seat of our pants since before Lego My Ego deflowered our collective gag reflex, which was right after she said, Let us see your waffle pants! Yeah! Oh my. Oh my. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, consider sharing it with two people you don't particularly care for. Gleepsgaming.fun I feel like we're going to get a call from his estate at some point. <laughs> like, we, don't, we don't want to be associated with this. You just stop. But it'd be nice. Because I wonder how big their legal team is. Because that could potentially were her double our listenership. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Very good. Okay. So we can, okay, Joe, you ready? Going to count back down to the, to the big red or to the, uh, the square, not the big red, but the square. So three, two, one, stop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Nice model! <laughs>